Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today I am delighted to welcome Sankat Saxena who is human resource business partner at Amazon. Welcome to the podcast Sankal. How are you? Uh good afternoon Didi. Uh I'm doing well. Uh thank you for inviting me to this podcast. It's an honor to have you here Sankal. So before we delve into the intricacies of HR strategy, Sankal could you kindly share a glimpse of your journey with our listeners? and the path that you led to your current role uh sure uh, i'm currently based out of hyderabad uh, working as an hr business partner in amazon uh in my current role uh, i'm leading people charter for 1500 employees of amazon selling partner business uh, that is focused on delivering world class customer experience and support to its millions of sellers uh, i started my career journey around 10 years back uh, as a software engineer Uh, I decided to move to HR after doing my post graduation uh, from Excelize Amshedpur. My initial experience in HR uh, was as a compensation and benefits lead in Samsung for around three to four years. Uh, then I moved to HR business partner role in Amazon, where I've been working for around three plus years now. Uh, that this makes an overall experience of seven plus years in HR. Uh, on a personal front, uh, I'm married uh, and father to a one year old boy. Uh, I spend my leisure time uh, reading books, uh, watching cricket, uh, and playing with my little son. Yo, so that's uh, short about me. Oh, and I must say it's been quite a journey, hasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm always fascinated. I know many of our listeners are, you know, to understand the story behind a human resource business partner like you, who is working at Amazon, of course. <laughs> so, as someone, you know, who worked in human resource business partner for a while now i know you have you must have managed different hr projects and of course of launching a hr project can often be a complex endeavor so you know i just wanted to ask you like when starting a new projects not hr like any other projects also for our listeners what fundamental steps do you prioritize to ensure a smooth and successful launch if you could just share your ideas Yeah, definitely. Uh, first of all, I think this is a really important and relevant question for HR professionals. Uh, usually, there are a lot of moving pieces that need to work together to ensure a successful HR project. Uh, however, if I have to summarize for the listeners, uh, I will do it in four key steps. Firstly, we ensure that we work backwards uh, from the requirements of our stakeholders. Now, whether it be our business leaders or our people. Uh, we try to use a combination of both data and anecdotes uh, to clearly identify and outline the problem that we are solving for uh, we even seek nomination from business leaders to act as project sponsors this helps often help to ensure that our project is aligned with the overall business needs and we have the adequate buy in from leadership of i have uh, seen projects fail often and and myself i have uh, done this mistake in the past of working on problems in silos without getting the uh, support from the business leadership a second uh, step that we follow is uh, we use a set of tenets or guiding principles uh, that help us to align it helps to align everyone towards a common mental model 
and we use these standards or guiding principles to make trade-offs uh, for decisions wherever necessary. This has often helped us to collaborate better as a team, uh, help us to move forward at a fast pace, even in the face of the conflicting point of views or opinions. Third step that we have done is uh, ensuring that all the stakeholders of the project are informed about the project plan, timelines. Uh, we ensure regular status updates. We highlight any roadblocks uh, that require interventions to ensure that the launch uh, was on time. Last, but I think the perhaps the most important step is that we clearly outline the success metrics of the project. Uh, you would have heard uh, that what gets measured gets done. So defining success metrics, metrics helps us stay focused on the key inputs that are responsible to meet the expected outcome and course correct as a team uh, wherever necessary. So yes, these are the four steps that uh, one can use to ensure a smooth and successful launch uh, and increase the overall odds of having a successful HR project. Definitely, I must say like you have explained it really very well and that was great points brought up by you. Of course, uh, you know, flexibility or uh, guiding principles or you know first identifying the problems or regular assessments you know can of course contribute to the smooth functioning of any projects so yeah, yeah definitely you know uh, like i was going through your profile and of course i have saw that you manage large employee base around like 1500 people so i must say that's really challenging for you to do that and, you know, of course, uh, in today's world where every company is now focusing on DEI, which is diversity, equity and inclusion. So managing a diverse teams hold immense potential, of course, yet they also demand unique set of strategy for fostering unity. So I wanted to ask you, like, how do you navigate the complexities of managing diverse teams and nurturing a sense of unity? with their varying backgrounds and roles? Yeah, I think valid question. First of all, in today's work environment, uh, team members come from different backgrounds. They are doing different roles, uh, working in different work modalities, operating out of different time zones, uh, which makes ensuring collaboration across uh, even more so critical. Uh, we try to develop a sense of shared purpose and unity by, first of all, creating shared goals and values and ensuring everyone feels accountable towards these goals. Uh, specifically, if I talk about Amazon, uh, we hold ourselves and each other accountable uh, using 16 leadership principles in our actions every day. Uh, these leadership principles are available for everyone's consumption uh, on public internet as well. Uh, the, these leadership principles describe how Amazon does business and how leaders lead. Uh, whether you are an individual contributor or a manager of a large team, everyone is a leader and they need to demonstrate these principles when working towards a common goal. A second important factor of uh, managing diverse teams is to ensure uh, creating psychological safety at work, uh, which means uh, ensuring employees feel safe uh, to take internal personal risk, to be able to speak up, to disagree openly, uh, to surface concerns without fear or neg of negative repercussions or pressure to sugarcoat any bad news. I think third, uh, which is uh, which I've often seen in my job, is that with the rise of remote work over the last few years, virtual collaboration has become increasingly important. Uh, so we try to utilize technology tools such as Slack, Chime, uh, video conferencing, project management softwares, and shared document platforms such as SharePoint or Quip uh, to collaborate seamlessly across distances. Uh, this helps uh, global teams to work together efficiently and effectively uh, and achieve a common goal. I hope this kind of answers your question. Definitely. Definitely. Very well 
said sankal and you must have what some good points so of course adding to that you know building an inclusive work culture nowadays isn't just a buzzword it's an imperative so could you you know elaborate on the concrete steps we should take to ensure diversity which is not only acknowledged but deeply embedded within the organizational fabric fostering a sense of belonging for all employees uh a great question uh, first of all uh, if i talk about my own company amazon uh, amazon has around 1.5 million people working across the globe uh, mm-hmm. and it's important to ensure that every one of them uh, feels empowered to speak their mind Uh, and be heard uh, some of the steps that we take and can be taken by others to create an inclusive work culture are first of all help managers and leaders uh, identify and remove any unconscious biases uh, that might impact your everyday decision making including who you are hiring who you are mentoring or who you are promoting mm-hmm. uh, honestly we all have biases right and biases are not inherently good or bad but if left unchecked they can lead to inequitable outcomes and therefore it becomes ever so important to identify and mitigate those biases a second step towards creating an inclusive work culture is to celebrate differences now the even the very nature of having a strong diverse team means that uh, to learn to embrace respect and celebrate your team members identities uh, now that doesn't mean just different ways to celebrate the holidays the languages they employ speak or the way they dress Uh, when you have people coming from different geographical regions races religions backgrounds and ways of thinking we must find ways to balance the team so that they can work well together and respect each other one of the ways at amazon is uh, having affinity groups sometimes also referred to as employee resource groups uh, which bring employees together across businesses and locations around the world another step another practical step would be uh, say sharing tips with employees and managers for helping people feel included and valued Uh, for example just a simple way of ensuring that your employees who are working virtual or remotely feel included in meetings right uh, yeah. you can do so by sending them agenda beforehand asking them to speak up uh, and share their inputs uh, having their camera turn on during meetings etc yeah uh, another way is uh, that we followed amazon is that we create uh, detailed manager and leader facing playbooks we set up friendly tools for people with disabilities uh these guides and playbooks and tools help us assimilate people across diverse groups uh last i think the, but the, perhaps the most important step is to be consistent uh so whether it be your in your communication or actions having being consistent shows commitment towards the cause of inclusion and also ensures an overall positive employee experience so yeah so that would be about it definitely i must say by you know taking these steps we can foster a sense of belonging for all employees and of course creating an you know inclusive organizational culture is is not just a single step but the ongoing efforts that requires you know genuine commitment continuous learning and willingness to adapt so yeah yeah, yeah very well definitely so you know in the whole conversation i must say like we missed out on a very important topic which is the digital era and everyone knows that digital era demands a whole new set of skills and attitude and because you are here as an hr professional i just wanted to ask you that what approaches do you recommend for the employees to develop and maintain learning agility in the fast paced digital landscape yeah uh good question uh before i share uh maybe the approaches uh 
I think it's important for the listeners to take a step back uh, and understand the difference between learning ability and learning agility. Uh, because uh, I've often seen people get confused between these two. Uh, okay. uh, learning ability uh, is more IQ based, uh, whereas learning agility uh, is behavioral and can relate to your emotional intelligence. Learning ability can be well uh, hardwired, but learning agility can be developed and enhanced. Right, uh, and the biggest factor in developing and maintaining learning agility is to stay curious. Uh, in my opinion, employees, including HR professionals, uh, should adopt a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset, with a view that there is always more to learn. Uh, remember, the biggest investment one can make is in themselves. Right. Uh, so, as employees, we should be willing to explore. Uh, different roles and not hesitate to move out of our comfort zone wherever uh, whenever uh, you are assigned a task show initiative experiment with new ways seed instant feedback and innovate to always add value now while that was on the uh, employee's perspective on the other hand uh, i think companies should also make a conscious effort of using technology to promote learning accessibility for their employees companies uh, should enable the employees to be able to learn are using platforms such as uh, e-learning solutions, bite-sized learning module that are easily accessible uh, across modes, whether it be your laptop, desktop, or mobile. And they should be able to cater to a variety of learning styles. If the combination of uh, these approaches taken by the employees and the employees together work well in sync, I think the organization overall improves a lot on the uh, learning agility piece. Yeah. So... Definitely, that makes a lot of sense. And first of all, thank you for clearing the difference between learning agility and learning ability for our listeners. So, yeah. Thank you. I'm sure there's a lot of takeaway from the content you have shared today, Sankal. So thank you for sharing this. And this brings us to the end of our conversation. Uh, but before we leave, can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, once again, thank you for inviting me to the podcast. I'm assuming the listeners would have taken up some uh, nuggets which they can take back and implement into their day-to-day actions. Uh, if someone wants to reach out to me, uh, they can uh, go to my LinkedIn profile or they can reach out to me on my email ID, which is uh, sankalp.811 at the rate gmail.com. Okay, Sankalp. So thank you for sharing this. And it was really lovely hosting you today. Thank you so much, uh, Sankalp. You're welcome, Didi. Thank you.